Morning prayer begins on page four of the prayer book. Rend your heart and not your garments and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise you, the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. <clears throat> o come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is the Lord our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 36 on page 383. My heart showeth me the wickedness of the ungodly, that there is no fear of God before his eyes. For he flattereth himself in his own sight, until his abominable sin is be found out. The words of his mouth are unrighteous and full of deceit. He hath left off to behave himself wisely and to do good. He imagineth mischief upon his bed, and has set himself in no good way, neither doth he abhor anything that is evil. Thy mercy, O Lord, reacheth unto the heavens, and thy faithfulness unto the clouds. The righteousness standeth like the strong mountains. Thy judgments are like the great deep. Thou, Lord, shalt save both man and beast. How excellent is thy mercy, O God! And the children of men shall put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be satisfied with the plenteousness of thy house, and thou shalt give them drink of thy pleasures as out of the river. For with thee is the well of life, and in thy light shall we see light. O continue forth thy loving kindness unto them that know thee, and thy righteousness unto them that are true of heart. O let not the foot of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the ungodly cast me down. There are they fallen, all that work wickedness. They are cast down, and shall not be able to stand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 21st chapter of Genesis. And the Lord visited Sarah 
as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him, and Sarah said, God has made me laugh, and all who hear will laugh with me. She also said, who would have said to Abraham and Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. So the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, scoffing. Therefore, she said to Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, namely with Isaac. And the matter was very displeasing in Abraham's sight because of his son. But God said to Abraham, do not let it be displeasing in your sight because of the lad or because of your bondwoman. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice. For in Isaac your seed shall be called. Yet I will also make a nation of the son of the bondwoman, because he is your seed. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water, and putting it on her shoulder, he gave it and the boy to Hagar and sent her away. Then she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water in the skin was used up, and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him at a distance of about a bow shot. For she said to herself, let me not see the death of the boy. So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. Then the angel of God called Hagar out of heaven and said to her, what ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. So God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. He dwelt in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. And it came to pass at the time that Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham, saying, God is with you in all that you do. Now, therefore, swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with me, with my offspring or with my posterity, but that according to the kindness which I have done to you, you will do to me and to the land in which you have dwelt. And Abraham said, I will swear. Then Abraham rebuked Abimelech because of a well of water, which Abimelech's servants had seized. And Abimelech said, I do not know who has done this thing. You did not tell me, nor had I heard of it until today. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech. And the two of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. Then Abimelech asked Abraham, what is the meaning of the seven ewe lambs, which you have set by themselves? And he said, you will take these seven ewe lambs from my hand, that they may be my witness that I have dug this well. Therefore, he called that place Beersheba, 
because the two of them swore an oath there. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. So Abimelech rose with Phicol, the commander of his army, and they returned to the land of the Philistines. Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines many days. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the third chapter of the first epistle to the Corinthians. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like other men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one? I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work, which he has built on it, endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, 
that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not the Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who for our sake did fast forty days and forty nights, give us grace to use such abstinence, that our flesh being subdued to the Spirit, we may ever obey thy godly motions and righteousness and true holiness, to thy honor and glory, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but 
that all our doings being ordered by the governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all and welcome. A number of things in our Genesis chapter today start with some just minor points that uh, it's interesting with um, Ishmael who gets cast out with uh, Hagar which seems cruel in a certain way, but we, we should note that this is entirely a, a situation of Abraham and Sarah's own making. It was their attempt to do God's will on their own that creates a problem, and Ishmael simply cannot be the heir, and it's very hard to have a supplanted heir and an heir live in the same place. And we, you know, it happens to us sometimes. We try to do what God wants on our own. We end up creating further and total, totally unnecessary problems. But we notice God's mercy in that even though um, they are cast out, that when they're destitute, God hears. It's interesting. God hears the voice of the lad. So that, uh, uh, it's, it, 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 just interesting that way. And we should note that though they were cast away from Abraham and all the wealth probably gave them some stuff to go with, that this is a... Um, a boy, a young teenage boy, uh, Ishmael would be, you know, I don't know, 13, 14, and, and his mother, so they, they know how to get food. They're not, you know, they, they, they just make their way, and then they build from there. But in the, in the story itself, um, the fulfillment of the promise to Abraham with the birth of Isaac, it took a long time. It, we were told that he was 75 years old when God first called him, and that he's now 100. So this is a quarter century of God continuing to promise to Abraham that these things would happen, and Abraham having to continue to move on in faith without really seeing how that was going to be so. And that's the lesson for us, that we have these promises from God, and sometimes those promises manifest themselves in particular ways in our life through particular answers to prayer, but sometimes we have to persevere in that prayer for a long time, have that faith proven at a number of points. And we, we note that Abraham's had had a number of points where his faith will be proved. And um, the final proving of his faith won't hasn't even happened yet. It'll happen uh, in, in tomorrow's story from Genesis 22. And I think this, this carries over this idea that we have to have faith that thinks long term carries over into our, our Corinthians lesson where he criticizes the Corinthians for being uh, babes because they think themselves, as we go on in, in Corinthians, they think themselves to be very spiritual. They have many gifts that they're exercising. They speak in tongues. They have prophecy. And yet they're fighting amongst them, them, each other and, and they're creating factions. I belong, you know, I'm really following. I like Paulus. He's a better preacher than Paul. And so th that ha can happen in the church. It it's what happens when we have you know, spiritual gifts. We can become proud of them, and we can value those who's, who, who, are, who, who have certain kinds of gifts because they're visible and showy over other kinds of gifts, which are, are less seen but are equally valuable. And would you be aware of that? And this is why when ultimately in Corinthians, when he talks about gifts, He'll, he'll have the chapter on love, that it doesn't matter what we do if it's not carried out, that spirit of love. But the, for today's point, that the idea of long-term thinking, 
that the, the division was all about what they thought about Paul in appearance or preaching or this, in term, not in terms of what was God doing in their lives and how were they called to grow in Christ over the long term. And when we have this statement at the end of um, the lesson about the works being burnt up, you know, he laid a foundation, people were building on it, and the day of the Lord will declare what those works were. It's really a, a contrast between the long term and the short term. If you focus on what's short term, what looks really good, what's exciting, but doesn't really pertain to the long term work of God in our lives, that'll be shown to just be be that kind of short term consideration. But if we, like Abraham, hold on to God's promises, don't look at the visible things, but look at the the way God is working, which a lot of times, does, frankly, doesn't make any sense. Um, it doesn't make any sense to promise Abraham uh, a son and then make him wait a quarter century and wander all over the place. So it doesn't make any sense sometimes to understand what's God doing. We don't know what God's doing. He, we we and, and yet we're called to hold on, to move forward in faith. And as we do, the things we we build and the fruit of our lives is eternal and long term. And what gets revealed over time that is rooted in Christ and, and is growing and producing fruit. But we're always concerned about how I feel today or what I want now or what God's not doing for me. And that kind of consumer mindset, we're all over the map. We create problems like Abraham created with Hagar and Ishmael. And that's the work that gets burnt up. We're just always caught up in the moment and never producing anything long term. So that's a good thought for Lent to reorient our lives around the long term good and to, to consider in our Lenten confessions how we allow ourselves to get distracted by things that um, we want but are, we're, or we're anxious about um, in appearance, but don't really pertain to the long term work of God in his church and, and within us. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men. Thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for the Holy Church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please you to comfort them and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then are worthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men.
We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all this morning. Glad we made this successful transition over here to Zoom without too much uh, problems. It's like most people found it. So have a good day. Peace to all. Right. all. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. Mm -hmm.